Thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to the Mutual Audio Drama Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Jimbo. Gonna be at the meetup group tonight? I'll be there. Great. See you then. Sounds good. Hell no, I ain't gonna no damn meetup group. Hey, Mr. Charlie. Hey, Mitchell. How's it going? Pretty good. How's that mom of yours? She's doing good. She seeing anybody? Like who? Uh, customers. Is, is business good? Oh, yeah. All the ladies coming in to get their lacy underwear. Gotta love that lacy underwear. Gross, huh? <laughs> yeah, gross. Hey, this guy wanted me to give you this. He paid me like 20 bucks. I don't think it's real. Let me see. Hmm. Yeah, this is uh, not... Uh, here, let me give you a real 20, okay? Cool, thanks. Well, I gotta get back to my mom. Well, tell her I said hello. Okay. But uh, aren't you guys doing something soon? What do you mean? Well, I heard her tell Miss Penwall she'd really like to get busy with you. See you, Mr. Charlie. Yeah. See you, Mitch. All right. Sit right down, open up your ears, time to take you to a new destination. Tell you a tale that you won't believe, gotta use a little imagination. Charlie and Steve both down on their luck, looking for a job to pay. Walking the streets, all have one sign, waiting to see what they had to say. You look like two nice guys, come on in and we'll give you a try. We're an agency here of the traveling kind, call it's about time. Hey, Steve! 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 Uh, uh, Anna! Anna? Uh, Rick! Rick! Anybody here? Ah, jeez, nobody here. The news of the century and nobody's here. Hey, Charlie. Ah, there you are. There you are. Uh, you're here. Sit down. Sit down. Uh, you, you, you won't believe it. Okay, okay. What? Uh, what? Uh, uh, woman, uh, d- uh, down the street? Tall? Uh, no idea. Keep going. Uh, uh, brunette. Kind of, uh, legs. Nope. 36C, uh, uh, lingerie, uh, uh, Mitchell. Oh, Mitchell's mom, Stephanie. Yes, yes. What about her? I'm in love. Love? You? Mr. I'll Never Fall in Love Again? The guy whose idea of a long-term meaningful romance is a lap dance at Platinum Plus? Well, goodbye, Platinum. Goodbye, Bubbles McClure, if that is your real name. Goodbye, Nevada who's really only doing this to work her way through med school. From this moment on, Charlie is a one-woman guy. How do you know she even likes you? Mitchell told me she wants to get busy with me. Ew. No, it's not like that. He overheard her. He didn't know what she meant. Well, that's a relief. So, what's the $20 bill for? One last fling at Platinum? Oh, hell, I forgot about that. What with being in love and all. Oh, and uh, this is not a $20 bill. It's not? No, a $20 bill has Andrew Jackson on it. This has George Washington. Huh? So it's counterfeit? No, look at the red-orange ink. Okay. Do you know nothing about money? I know it's evil. 
Yeah, I see how you shun it every payday. Okay, a necessary evil. Mm. This is a 1922 $20 gold note. Some guy gave it to Mitchell to deliver this envelope to me. Which begs the question, what's in the envelope? Hmm, that is a good question. And stop begging. Probably a note from Mitchell's mom. Um... Stephanie. Yeah, Stephanie. Probably professing her love for me. What do you think? Stephanie Hyphenbridge. Just open the envelope. All right. Let's see. Some scraps of paper in here. It's a, a postcard, maybe? No? Wait. All right, let's see. Oh, the, oh, okay. This piece goes here. This one goes here. This here. And then this would go here. What is it? Looks like you're going to a wedding. She proposed to you? No, no. Not my wedding. Whose? Yours. How's she doing? There's been a little change, but not much. Yeah, just a few milliseconds, but, I mean, that's hope, right? Yes, it's hope. Is Rick still coming by to see her? A couple times a day. Poor guy. Well, we have to plan for the worst and hope for the best. Hey, guys. Oh, hey, Anna. Speaking of the worst. Anna, we have something really important to tell you. Yeah, I'm in love. Uh, that is not the important news. Of course it is, because when a man loves a woman... Percy Sledge. Rest, rest in, in peace. peace. Listen, I'm getting married. Charlie is in love and you're getting married. Uh, no, you see... I don't want to get married. Oh, that happened to a cousin of mine. You remember my cousin Gustavo. Oh, yeah, he got that Mesopotamian girl in the family way. She had that missing front tooth. In her village, that was a sign of fertility. Go figure. Oh, for the love of Pete. Please tell me what's going on. Somebody gave this envelope to Charlie. Inside was a wedding invitation with my name on it. Show her. Yeah, here. That doesn't look like much of an invitation. Well, there are pieces missing, but when you... Put it together like a puzzle. It says, um, request your presence at the marriage. This piece is missing. And Mr. Stephen Verino, New York City, 1915. And the rest is missing. Show her the money. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Some guy gave this envelope to Mitchell to deliver to me. And he gave Mitchell this $20 gold note. Okay, first question. Who is Mitchell? He's the son of the woman that Charlie is in love with. Yeah. Stephanie. Yeah, Stephanie. No, no, no. What? Stephanie is the only person I know here that's normal. So we're not normal? Well, that's a fine how do you do. Look, I just met her a few weeks ago. We have lunch and talk about normal things. She has nothing to do with the agency or time travel. I really like that. I was running from Branch for so long that it's nice to have someone that I can just sit down and have a cup of coffee with. I do not want her knowing about any of this. All right. She doesn't have to know. Really? Who gave this to Mitchell to give to you, and why? I don't like that someone else is involved in this transaction. Well, I think the first thing we need to do is go back to 1915 and find out what's going on. I think the last thing you need to do is go back to 1915. Huh? <sighs> If you don't go back to 1915, then you can't get married. Yeah. <laughs> I guess all I have to do is stay away from 1915 and problem solve. Great. Yeah, great. Now, can we get back to my love life? 
Yes. You can get back to it at your desk and try to get some work done while you're at it. All right. All right. You know, they're right. Love is like oxygen. Sweet. 1978. Yep. The 70s were more than bell bottoms and copious dangling medallions. <sighs> Look, I need help with this. I'm not good in the romance department. What are you talking about? Haven't you been married? How many times have you been married? Two. Well, two and a half. A half? It was a Vegas thing. No big deal. Elvis impersonator did the vows. Anyways, her, her parents got it annulled. Didn't you consummate it? Oh, yeah. We consummated our brains out. Her uncle was a judge. He took care of it. Well, then why are you worried about this? Didn't Mitchell say his mom wanted to hook up with you? Oh, it does sound creepy when you say it like that. Look, maybe he misunderstood. What is he, nine? He might have gotten her words mixed up. After all, he wouldn't know what she was talking about. Look, do you remember when you first saw her? Oh, do I? Well, I have to admit it, but there was definitely a connection between you two. It was pretty obvious she was flirting with you. Flirting? Oh, love. Soft as an easy chair. I was thinking more muskrat love. Uh, jealous. You're jealous. Jealous because to me the world is fresh. The colors are more vibrant. The air is more fragrant. Look, 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 look outside. Even the tourists seem more... <laughs> Stephanie? Oh, so now everybody looks like Stephanie? No, it's Stephanie. Walking down the street. So? With Lester Lyle. What are you Googling? World's greatest lovers. Why? Because if Lester Lyle is interested in Stephanie, I need to have some kind of advantage. I'm going back in time to learn about romance from the greatest lovers of all time. And by I, I mean we. Come on, what does Lester have that you don't? A successful business that he owns, a Mercedes SUV, a house on the peninsula, a house on Isle of Palms, a boat. But he's, he's Lester. Sleazy Lester. Look, why don't you just be yourself? Really? Uh, yeah, you're the last person you want to be. So what does Google say? Well, you always hear Romeo this and Romeo that, right? Uh, you do know that he, Juliet, their whole families die, right? That doesn't sound very romantic. Sounds more like a CSI episode. Uh, besides, he's not real. It was a play. But Shakespeare. It, it was Shakespeare, right? Uh, okay. He wrote it. So he must know a lot about romance. Shakespeare might not be real either. Uh, people say there were some other people who did the writing. You know, gave him ideas. Is my whole life a lie? Probably. But what if he is real? Eh, can't hurt to try, right? Okay, but let's make another stop first, okay? He has to be around here somewhere. Why? I read it in Wikipedia. He liked the Montmartre. What kind of name is de Bergerac anyway? Obviously, it's French. Thank you, Mr. Wizard. I think it means debonair. In your eyes, they are like twin pools of water in a place where water is pure. No, 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 that is no good at all. Jeez, I could do better than that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Whoa, you think this is so easy, yes? I say no. 
Um, her eyes sparkled like two diamonds on a sunny day. That's not great either, but better than that pools where water is pure thing. Ah, I'm writing that down. I have lots of others, though. Kisses sweeter than wine. That one is mine. People think it is Shakespeare, but that is pure de Bergerac. I thought that was Peter, Paul, and Mary. Everyone stealing my thunder. Wait, I need to write that down. Steal my thunder. I do like the diamond things, though. Rhonda will probably like that. Rhonda? She is the eldest of three sisters. Sometimes I doubt my feelings, but she's... No Roxanne, huh? I do know a Roxanne. I don't even stand a chance there. She don't need to put out the red light. But Rhonda, she looks so fine. Maybe you should put her out of your heart. Thank you, gentlemen. You've sent my mind in a whole new direction. I think we're wasting our time here. Yeah, I was just going to say that. So, that was Paris, huh? Did you just set up a date between Cyrano and Roxanne? I'm telling you, I'm like the Jim Lang of the Renaissance. Does that make me Chuck Barris? Yeah, you're the gong show. Perfect. But this still doesn't help with your impending doom. I mean, marriage. Or my blossoming relationship with Stephanie. More like blooming. As in you are a blooming idiot when it comes to romance. Oh, wait. I've got another idea. Unguard, you rogue! You are the imbecile. You will feel my steel ere the clock tolls anon. Stick with English. Your soliloquies sound silly. Fellas, fellas. Huh? Who art thou? Your tongue will get you in trouble. Twert used ill-fashioned. And you mocked my soliloquies? Twer? Really? You two need to have a discussion, not shed blood. The sun is lower. I must depart. Sweet. You think his departing is sweet? I have to write that down. It doesn't cause me sorrow, I can tell you that. Departing? Sweet? Sorrow? Man, you can't make this stuff up. I'm pretty sure he can. Bill, I need help in the Romeo department. Did you just call the bard Bill? Bill? I like the sound of that. Bill, a manly slur. What needest thou, and how is goest thee by? I need that in English. I think he's asking for your name. Oh, I'm Charlie. My esteemed colleague here is Steve. That esteemed colleague? You two speak strangely, but I like it. Steamed collie. I have to write that down. That's not a Korean recipe. Charlie! I'm just saying, broiled basset, steamed collie, it's getting a little confusing. I just want a few words to whisper in sweet Stephanie's ear to win her heart. Sweet Stephanie, I know her not. But to win her heart, you must make the ultimate sacrifice. You mean... Yes. You have to be willing to let her go. Really? That doesn't make any sense. Aye, tis truth and universal. For it is only when you are willing to let love go that you can know if it is to be. <laughs> to be or not to be, that is the question. Oh yes, I must write that down. You don't mind if I use that, do you? Nope, all yours. Did that make any sense to you? It's filtering through the gray matter even as we speak. So, in other words, no. No, not a bit. Oh, Stephanie. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. That's it! What? 
We've been looking at this all wrong. We don't need to be asking guys about love. We need to be asking women about love. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I am so glad I thought of that. Uh, yeah, me too. So where are we going again? Okay, that poem you tried to quote earlier, How do I love thee, let me count the ways. Yeah. Well, it is considered one of the most romantic poems ever. It was written by Elizabeth Barrett Browning, one of the greatest poets of all time, and she lives right here, 50 Wimpole Street. May I help you? Uh, we're here to see Elizabeth Barrett Browning, please. Uh, you can! I will strangle you to death with my bare hands. What? What'd I say? what did I say? Yeah, what'd he say? What'd he say? Oh, and stop choking him before I beat your brains out. No one knows about Miss Elizabeth and Mr. Browning's relationship. Well, we know about it, and if you don't let us in to see her, everyone in... Where are we? London. Everyone in London's gonna know about it. Stop choking him. Very well. <sighs> Follow me. And mind your tongue. You okay? Yeah, thanks. No problem. If anybody's gonna choke you to death, it's gonna be me. <laughs> Miss Barrett, these gentlemen are here to see you. Andrew, you know I don't receive visitors. Uh, Miss Barrett, please. My friend here is in love. Everyone is in love, young man. <laughs> yeah, I know, but he's not good at it. Look at him. He's... Well, he... He's got the... And Well, just look at him. Wow. Really? Uh, and that poem you wrote, How do I love thee? Let me count the... How do you know about that? That was a private poem to... Robert Browning, your true love. How do you know about that? These gentlemen seem to know a lot about you and Mr. Browning, madam. Yeah, a lot. And if you don't... Charlie, really? Extortion? You didn't mind it when Downton Abbey here had his hands around your neck. Look, Miss Barrett, he's right. I'm a mess. There have been a lot of women in my life. Some good, some bad, some purchased. But they never seem to... I just don't understand love, not the way you do. Oh, I think you do. You seem to be a very passionate man, but I think you confuse passion with love. Passion is powerful, but fleeting. It requires the other person to be present. Love is subtle and constant, even in the other person's absence. The best way to love someone is to love them even if for some reason you have to let them go. That's what Shakespeare told me. Excuse me? Wrote. That's what Shakespeare wrote. Certainly. Now, if you'll excuse me, gentlemen, I have some writing to do myself. Well, hello, Romeo. How'd the date go? Never in my life have I experienced anything like that. Do tell. Ah. We held hands as we walked around downtown, had a picnic on the swings at Waterfront Park, took a few selfies at the Pineapple Fountain, had a gelato at Paulo's, and we talked about everything under the sun. It was perfect. Absolutely perfect. 
Well, that sounds a lot different from some of the other stories you've told me. I know. Like I said, this is different. Well, I'm, I'm happy for you. Looks like all that advice paid off. I gotta run down the street and get a new chain for my Schwinn. I'll see you tomorrow. Lock up, will ya? Will do. Hey, I really am happy for you. You seem different. I feel different. Now go get that chain for your hipster mobile. Love, soft as an easy chair. Love, fresh as the morning. Ah, we're just about to close up. Ah, oh, well, if it isn't Lester Lyle. The one and only. What do you want, Lester? And don't think you're going to get under my skin. Nothing you can say today can ruin the mood I'm in. Well, good. I'm so glad to hear that. I've come about that debt. What debt? The one you and your former jailbird friend owe me? You do remember. I told you you would owe me. Yes, Lester, I remember. If it weren't for you, Steve would still be in jail and facing murder charges. I know, and yes, we owe you. So what do you want? Well, I was down at Waterfront Park today enjoying some of this beautiful Charleston weather when I saw the most beautiful woman sitting on the swings. So what? You want me to find out who she is? Oh, no. I know who she is. Problem is, she was sitting next to you. Stephanie? Oh, yes. The name does roll off the tongue like a song, doesn't it? I'm not sure what you're getting at here. The debt you owe me? Yeah. The payment of that debt is that your little date today will be your last. What? That's right. You will stop seeing her immediately. After all, she really does deserve someone with more extravagant means, don't you think? I mean, you are an honorable man, aren't you, Hyphenbridge? You do repay your debts, don't you? It's like on that show, House of Thrones. The Underwoods always repay their debts. Yeah, you just mixed up two different... Look, if you think I'm going to stop seeing Stephanie because you want me Let to... her go, Hyphenbridge. She deserves far better than you. Let her go. <laughs> well, Stephanie, you look absolutely radiant today. Hey, Lester. Thank you. And where are you headed on such a lovely afternoon? Oh, I was just going to pop in the travel agency and, um, see Charlie. They placed an order and it's, it's gonna be late, so I thought I'd let him know. You couldn't call? You might ruin those lovely, lovely heels on these uneven sidewalks. Oh, I'm fine. Besides, I needed some fresh air. Well, I'm afraid it's all been for naught. Charlie just left out back. He was in quite a boastful mood. Telling me about his new girlfriend and all. Well, I don't think we're quite... It's a shame he goes for women like that. What do you mean? Well, usually a gentleman doesn't speak like this in mixed company, but... Apparently he had a lunch date with her today. The way he described her, like she was the tawdrous kind of harlot. The things he told me he wanted to do to her. Said he was just stringing her along. Just so he could... I... I had to leave. 
I couldn't stand the way he was talking about her, like she was a piece of meat. How a woman could be interested in a man like that, I will never know. My apologies. I shouldn't be speaking like this. No, it's okay. I... My dear, all this talk has made you flush. Listen, Halls is just down here. Let me buy you a cocktail. Yes, uh, I think I could use one. Oh, my. Oh, see. Let me see. Hello? Hello? Miss Anna? Uh, this is Rick. I, I work for you down at the, the travel agent. Oh, you, you know who I am? Uh, anyway, Miss Anna, I think there's something you need to know. Two nice guys getting real sci-fi Making trouble of an ancient kind If you get impatient, just keep in mind That it's about time That's horrible! I don't even know this Lester Lyle and I want to take my sword and- Hold on! Just because you're Blackbeard's granddaughter doesn't mean you get to go acting like him. When I said you were getting more responsibility, I didn't mean you were going to be doing any swashbuckling. Okay. I do have something for you, though. Anything! I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> okay. Find out everything you can about Lester Lyle. Everything. Gladly. And see what you can find out about this. What is it? It's a 1922 $20 gold note. Well, I know one thing about it. What's that? It's exactly like the one I got for a tip today. Thank you for listening to the Cardinal James Show's production of It's About Time. Please visit itsabouttimetravelagency.com and join our listeners club. Members will have an opportunity to win It's About Time merchandise in addition to getting advance notice of upcoming events. And if you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a review. Doing so will help spread the word and build our listener community. It's About Time, Deep Note. Starring Charlie James and Stephen Cardinal was written by Charlie James and Rob Britt and featured the voice talents of Jody Riley, Sarah Wallace Craven, Raul Ceballos, Tara Denton Halwinger, and Layla Ald. Sound editing by Charlie James. Artwork by Sheila Kern. Thank you for listening to Wednesday Wonders right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic live and theatrical audio plays, Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama, Thursday Thrillers for action, adventure, mystery, and crime drama, Friday Follies, our end-of-the-week comedy series, Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike, and Sunday Showcase, bringing you the very newest in audio releases for the week from our United Artists of Audio, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together. <laughs>